It is time to tune up the band and get nostalgic over that boot-up sound and every game console because it is time for another Sweet Chinwag podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we trundle along on our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. And joining us on our very first episode of Collaboration Month, it is, uh, this is what it's like when worlds collide, because it's SCW meets SCW. Yes, it's Steve from SCW, the wrestling channel. Hello, everyone. Hi there. (laughs) Oh, how... (laughs) <laughs> no no thank yes. you for joining us man it's an absolute pleasure how are we all doing today um mm, that's a good question uh <laughs> i have i have bananas that don't seem to be riping despite <laughs> being out for like a few days all right you've got literally until tomorrow <laughs> yes that's all next week. True. that's yes or next week one of those two times <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a busy old week for me anyway. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, there's been a whole bunch of stuff happening, and I'm still making my way through like my 17 different watch lists for wrestling. As is always the case, I feel with every wrestling fan. <laughs> well, pretty because like um, I always talk to my friends about how I missed a bunch of like WWE and stuff. And I'm like, okay, here's like 17 match lists of people you can go and watch from that time, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you doing, Steve? How's your week been? Yeah, everything's really good. Uh, just like yourselves, really. There's just so much with wrestling content to keep up with at the moment. Of course, in the times of the world we got at the minute, it does keep us very busy. Uh, it's Elimination Chamber Week, of course, so uh, very active as well on, on the YouTube channel, making lots of videos for that. So, yeah, keeping busy and uh, looking forward to everything that's coming up this weekend. How about yourselves? Yeah, pretty much the same. Like with with this weekend being Elimination Chamber week, I am very much looking forward to that. I am also going to go over the news as well, talking about Josh Barnett's Bloodsport with the uh, with Bloodsport yeah. Five coming up uh, on Saturday. So uh, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, as ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Forever Pending other platforms <laughs> always be pending <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right before we go over uh, on this week's episode all about our favorite wrestling games uh it is time to head over to dan and visit him for this week's wrestling news dun 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 down wrestling news <laughs> <laughs> oh wow he's oh, wow. he's adding his own jingle there i'm just i'm ad-libbing i'm ad-libbing this is jazz man this is just jazz now <laughs> it's about the sounds he's not making <laughs> um, uh yeah so let's get into the raw um gauntlet matches are the new hotness in wwe now <laughs> <laughs> the friendship with the over-the-top battle royal has ended. Gauntlet matches are my new best friend. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. You need to put someone over. Put them. At, stick them in a gauntlet match. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just seems to be the method now. It, I mean, to be honest, it works. <laughs> it has been working. Um, it was an odd. It was an odd setup on Raw, although I feel like we have to say not a lot on Raw has been pretty usual for about the last year, so... <laughs> that is true. Uh, I mean, running on that same vein of weird, Alexa Bliss came out of a, a sacrament pentagram. 
Um, As I'm not going to pretend to understand it. All I'm going to say is someone called Doom Guy. <laughs> it's the satanic <laughs> panic of the 80s all over again. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Mate, the funniest thing was all the people on Facebook that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe Alexa would do this. <laughs> 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 and, like... These were people I believe that might have actually been that might have been doing stuff seriously. I mean, all I'll say is this: right, it's going to be a hell of a twist if she hasn't resurrected the fiend, but actually Baphomet. That'll be one hell of a twist. Resurrects literally the devil himself. So does that mean as well? When you said the devil, does that mean that Vince McMahon's going to be coming out? I mean, (laughs) hmm. That was, that's a very good question. This is the man I, who has faced and beat God. <laughs> I can't necessarily confirm nor deny that. <laughs> and speaking as some, this is this is going very strange for me. Speaking as someone who is knee deep in the Immortal Hulk right now. <sighs> What you Which is on. so so for those for those um, listeners who are not reading Marvel comics right now, the Immortal Hulk is basically, yo, what if the, yo what if the Hulk accidentally accidentally like what if the gamma bomb that gave him his powers was actually basically Satan? <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's also huh. one of the best comics i have ever read <laughs> it goes places that you will not be able to forget i feel because I, <laughs> I i know that wwe still have to, i feel i believe still have to pay royalty rights to marvel for using the name hulk but it's a bit on the nose and a bit on the button for using the immortal hulk isn't it <laughs> i oh i know i know but um i'm just going to um put this in the chat for people to see, <laughs> so you know, so you know, basically what this is about. But please, I think we got the on. essence of it. Oh, um, you need to see this stuff. But please continue on. <laughs> uh, yeah, going on for now. Bad Bunny winning the twenty four seven title. I think this is probably the probably the best use of the twenty four seven title outside of our truth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I would agree with that. I mean. Mm as well so hopefully it's a bit of good exposure for wwe yeah oh yeah he appeared on snl um as well that's huge for them and you know they seem to be really making a concerted effort to make strides into uh into the latin market put it this way it's a better it's better having that sort of mainstream exposure than having rob gronkowski as your 24 7 champion yeah <laughs> yes <Very laughs> uh, and then just finally for raw um as we un- uh, first off we have to say congratulations to lacey evans uh, on announcing that she is pregnant in and real con- life and congratulations um, to rick flair for still having it Woo! <laughs> and that and for them having to call an audible and go, oh crap, Lacey <laughs> Evans is pregnant now, so this looks real bad in the storyline. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an important part of context to this storyline, right? And it's the fact that Lacey Evans' husband and child have been on WWE TV. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's just Ric Flair's reaction as he starts doing the whole arm slapping, walking around, strutting. Yeah. Going, oh, still got it, baby. Woo! The most yes. Ric Flair we've seen him in years, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh god. So it's just this incredibly cursed situation where you're like, if you're a WWE writer, how do you even begin to address that? <laughs> you take an already eccentric ang- uh, angle and give it a very sharp left turn in the regard. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> Uh, moving on, though, we now uh, <laughs> onto NXT. Uh, we now understand the terms of the additional NXT show that's coming. It's basically just Evolve. Yeah, uh, it is run by the two people who used to run Evolve. <laughs> yeah, this one um, and is apparently going to be called NXT Evolve. <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't replace Two Hundred Five Live, then I just feel like again, is that it's just it just seems a bit of. Seems a bit wasted, almost, in a sense, to bring back Evolve. Well, yeah, because the way they're describing it is developmental for developmental, which I don't necessarily know what the, what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I just assume it's like any independent talent that they bring in that they think, mm, you're not ready for NXT yet, so we'll just stick you on this and stick it on the network. So naturally, I would presume it would be a lot of the performance center talent getting TV. Well, I well, think TV or I network assume. time, I should say. Um, because god knows they already have bloated rosters as it is and given the fact that they're now trying to snap up as many indie stars as humanly possible like <laughs> just looks at nxt uk <laughs> <laughs> then yeah i mean it comes as no massive surprise but i still no, think it comes whole, as no surprise it comes as a it, it's a bit silly if you're going to call it nxt evolve i feel like that name's just a bit silly well it's calling it nxt evolve and then also having gabe sapolsky behind it <laughs> and jeremy if i believe jeremy borash as well was jeremy borash this. is also involved as well so any more like cinematic gimmick matches i'm all for that jb <laughs> so <laughs> It's it, it's it's an odd decision, but we'll move over to NXT UK. We now know we're getting Kaylee Ray versus Mako Satomura. Incredibly hyped for that. Same, same. Um, not since, funny enough, not since Volta versus Dragonov have I been excited for an NXT UK yeah. match. <laughs> um, A Kid defended the Heritage Cup against Shaw Samuels. Fantastic match for anyone that hasn't seen it. Ben oh, yeah. Carter staying fantastic. <laughs> um, he's he's a he's a real talent for nxt uk he he really is like i would say like go out of your way to watch it purely for ben carter if you were impressed with what he did in aew dark go go out of your way to watch nxt uk he's he's still he's still firing on all cylinders it's ridiculous yeah and then the next ones are really just looking ahead uh looking forward we know that i believe it's next week we're getting gallus versus pretty deadly Mm -hmm. um Definitely interested by that. Interested that they're putting so much stock behind Pretty Deadly. Uh, a lot of people might not know them if they don't know the UK independent scene. And mm. uh, they did a lot of work for IPW. I saw them a few times for IPW. Yeah. Um, I think they're I think they're a pretty good team though. Um, I'd love to see something like Pretty Deadly versus Breezango at Worlds Collide. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like that would be a good little thing they could run with them. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other teams that they could work with, but I feel like someone like that would do would fit the the kind of the kind of vibe of it. Um, and then, at least from the way things seem to be projecting, it looks like before we get Volta versus Dragunov again, we're going to be getting Rampage Brown versus Volta. And I think this is one that a lot of European wrestling fans have wanted to see for a while. Yes. Mm. I mean, what what better <laughs> what better way than having two big hoss wrestlers just colliding into one another, like Agent Smith and Neo in the Matrix? 
It's just two absolute units. <laughs> Damn, no, I'm I am very much looking forward to the prospect of that match for sure. Uh moving over to NXT Maine or NXT US. Uh we just want to quickly uh go over the situation regarding Kyle O'Reilly. He is fine. Um an initial bit of misreporting uh and getting things a bit incorrect from someone who was there at the event. He's just he is really okay. good at selling. <laughs> He's very just... good at selling and someone just picked up on the wrong thing, reported it, people took it as fact, but he is okay and he's completely fine. Yeah. Um good to know he's okay, all things considered. And man, I am very intrigued now at this whole storyline. My intrigue has is has been has been very uh, is very much peaked now at how this I guess the main event scene of NXT is is shaping up to be now because we've got Finn, we've got Pete Dunne, we've now got Kyle O'Reilly, and from Kyle O'Reilly we've got Adam Cole, and so now we've got this huge thing which also has another sub uh, a sub storyline involving the Undisputed Era. I'm 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 genuinely intrigued and I'm I'm glad because it's like that intrigue of watching NXT every week has 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 finally come back. It was kind of they were treading water slightly and of course with the whole thing of the pandemic era being what it is, I feel like they weren't they weren't as good as they were. NXT hasn't been as good as it used to be, but now they're picking that back up. They're picking up some steam and I feel like this main event storyline is going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be interesting to see what the NXT title match will look like in the takeover at WrestleMania. Because now I genuinely don't have a clue who it might be. Because I was under the impression it was probably going to be Karrion Cross versus Finn. But now, I don't know who it's going to be at TakeOver uh, Mania weekend. Yeah, I completely agree. I think literally the NXT landscape has just changed massively now. And like like you say, with the, the UE storyline now exploding, it's just all of a sudden you've got so many different possibilities. And Adam Cole holding the championship up, it's, uh, it just feels like it's a lot more refreshed. And you feel that it's the NXT we knew from like a couple of years ago. We had these epic main eventers that had these great storylines. Mm. That with Carl O'Reilly and Carl as well would be absolutely special. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, it's just... Oh. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, the the one thing I'm really looking for out of this is hopefully we get some kind of feud possibly title related between Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, I'd love something like that. Um, I definitely think they can keep going strong with uh, with Balor, though. Um, interesting to see what Adam Cole comes out of this. Indeed. But um, I, think they have, I think they have ideas or plans in mind for him yeah um i mean if it's anything like the rivalry they had in ring of honor uh o'reilly and carl then man is that gonna be something <laughs> awesome it's gonna be something awesome dude just the other day i was telling someone to go and watch um cole cole versus o'reilly i think from final battle 2016 yeah oh that was such a good match such a good match um just to go over the rest though uh nxt women's division stays winning as ever <laughs> um it's just insane how much talent they have there um a lot of people have been saying uh, maybe they could see ember moon going up to maine not taking the space on nxt i thoughts on that 
I think she is right where she needs to be at the moment because she, I think she's been she's back where she was when she moved up to the main roster and I feel like we give her a little bit more time to kind of really build that back that momentum back up maybe then go to the main roster I agree I think you're spot on with that I think Ember's like she's in a position right now where I think it's, she's got a good partnership going with Shotzi I was actually surprised about the chemistry they've got together in the ring mm. but since Ember's come back you would have said like she'd gone straight into the championship picture she's kind of been on the outskirts the whole time she's been sort of like an outsider looking in. And like you say, she's not quite got that momentum. She went to SmackDown and Raw now. She's going straight back to catering. So I agree with her. I think she's, mm. she's in the right place right now. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, again, continuing though, looking more towards the women's undercard, uh, Zia Lee versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, some kind of storylines developing. Um, it's an interesting one. It certainly hasn't reflected the best for Casey Catanzaro after recent events. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm very interested, super invested in Zeely at this point. Um, super invested in Boa as well. I really want to see what he's going to be like when he gets in the ring because obviously his return to uh, the ring was held up by injuries. Yeah. I, again, if, if there's... It, it is so interesting to watch NXT because not only is the main event scene popping off but you've got you've got the ZLE boa thing going on and then you've got of course the women's division and then you've of course you've got um Karrion Cross and Santos yeah, Escobar that I'm very invested in yeah and then it, and then it's it's worth saying that we go we go into it as well obviously we had uh Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez get their title shot March 3rd at the women's tag titles super happy if they win taken back down to NXT um, have them free have them appearing on all three brands i think they'll be fantastic carriers for mm. those titles oh yeah 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 um i, I think it's needed for the ex- mm. yeah no it, it's it's definitely needed definitely needed um and then to say um zoe starks formerly lacey ryan from the independent scene coming in uh getting up getting a win against some enhancement talent but still putting her on show, happy with the investment that they put into her as well. Fantastic acquisition for them. Um, and again, they just keep this incredibly strong women's division at every level. Mm. Absolutely. And like you said, there was Zoe Stark, the potential there. Just for, I mean, it was the first time I'd seen her in a match. You could just see there's, there's raw potential there in NXT's women's division. It's just on another level. I always yeah. was an advocate for Impact's knockouts division, but NXT's taken that right now and they've just gone one level above. Yeah. Without question. Speaking, Dan, of of new acquisitions, it's great to see Eli Drake back in NXT and being taken seriously. It seems. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic to see. I mean, for anyone, you know, if you, if you're like me and you know, because I initially knew Eli Drake from his Impact run, mm. um, when he was kind of the the linchpin of impact if you will but i have gone back and watched some of his stuff from nwa like 2018 19 uh, and it's just worth saying he it just as fantastic in that as he was in his impact run yeah uh, never lost any of his ability I'm, um so i am so happy to see him there, I'm happy. and he'll be a fantastic person to have for the roster I'm really happy he's there, but I don't know about you guys. I I'm getting a sort of anxiety, an EC free anxiety with him. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean to be I know why you're worried about it. Because <laughs> he's so like uber charismatic. He's so good at his promo work, and we all know how great a wrestler Eli Drake is. 
but it's that thing of is it because he's so super talented that he's probably going to get buried if he goes up to the master because of it <laughs> i really don't want it to be the case but it's like i'm i'm so worried for him but i like i if there's anyone who needs who really deserves a really good success it's definitely eli drake or la knight as he's now called yeah um but just for, just finishing up though with uh with nxt uh malcolm bivens stays winning fantastic manager uh, <laughs> if people aren't on side of him they need to be uh, and then just finally i loved uh in the uh Dakota and Raquel and Shayna and like MSK in the background were fantastic. Yes, <laughs> I think it, I think it's one of the purest ways of getting someone's character over. Yeah, just having them in the back and have them react to stuff. <laughs> it was a no, nice. It was a nice little addition to it. it ain't no tree has, but it was certainly uh, it was certainly almost like the tree has in impact for those. <laughs> Uh, moving over to SmackDown, though, it looks like we're going to be getting Edge versus Roman from WrestleMania. Spear versus Spear. Um, I feel like that's a, the, a pretty, the pretty standard booking. Yeah. Uh, it would, I mean, it would definitely surprise me if they didn't go that way, because the way they've been, the way they've been uh, 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 progressing the story of Edge... Uh, going to Mania is uh, because it would be totally left of field if if, if he chose Finn Balor uh, for the title. But no, um, really good promo uh, from the pair of them. A uh, great little uh, interference there from Sami Zayn as well because Sami Zayn's just amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, I am all for that. Uh, Roman versus Edge. Mm. I think that I think definitely. Definitely, those two would put on a great match at Mania. Yeah, I I do kind of I do I'd be, I'm very interested in how that match is going to go because of um of uh, Roman's a lot more powerhousey than Edge ever was. Mm. And Edge, despite being disgustingly shredded, <laughs> I I still very interested in how how the um. How the um you know how how the the um connection's gonna be there, how they're gonna make that work. Indeed. So Indeed. We'll I mean see how that goes. Of course, I mean it also is looking now with this SmackDown that it's gonna be Bianca versus Sasha as as well at Mania. Um again yeah, it would be a I, massive I think surprise. I think yeah. I think that's that's the respectable choice. Absolutely. But uh Oh go on, sorry. <laughs> No, I thought I cut you up there. Sorry about that. No, I was just going to say, like, I think it's like that dream match scenario with the two of them. They're all such pure workers. And when we see them in the ring together, it does feel like a stop. Mm. Fling movie, though, is uh, is Sasha sort of slightly, slowly turning heel again? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. It's very weird with Reginald every single week. He seems to get himself more TV time than Carmella of late. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> well... I was talking to my friends earlier about this. I don't know why. I can't remember what if there was any reason for it in the past promos, but it just slowly seems like Reginald's turning into a simp for Sasha Banks. Mm. I, 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 I wish I could understand why, but I can't. <laughs> hey, man, you have one match with a woman and suddenly you're pining for her, man. <laughs> 
it, it was it was odd. But let's let's move on. Let's get over. And let's just say Big E was iconic. <laughs> this this episode of SmackDown. He has brought the sofa back out for commentary. He's got a table set up. He's got he's got a microwave meal. Uh, what was, is, was it a spa? Was it a brownie Salisbury steak? If if Corey Gra- like if, if I believe what Corey Graves said, and a foot bath. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I love it. I wish more people did this in wrestling. <laughs> you're there, you're like, I'm gonna make myself comfortable. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. And uh... just uh, just the moments between him and Apollo as well, where he's just like, "Yo, son, sit down, sit down." I've beaten him. I've beaten him like six times in three weeks. Come on. <laughs> uh, I like this heel turn from Apollo as well. He's getting to show yeah. a lot more of his his, his charisma, which is yeah, I know well, a lot of people looks... have said is not existed for him. Well, yeah, because it, it looks like they're aligning him with Paul Heyman in some way. Yes. If if smack if talking smack is anything to go by, <laughs> then that looks very much like the case. So it'll be interesting to see. Indeed. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we got off. Love the, the ending as well with the. the oh yeah. It just looks so brutal, when it's just a completely different side of Apollo that we haven't seen before, and can actually take him to another level. And like you say, if you put him with Heyman, um, it makes Roman's stable stronger, and uh, it, it just gives Apollo just a different dimension. I, I really look forward to how it plays out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, moving over, we got our first kind of taste of Ray and Dominic as a tag team. Um, I know I was getting very kind of like flighty in the heart of being like, oh my god, oh look at it. It's so nice, father and son team. But it looks like we're getting a Chad Gable and Otis heel turn. <laughs> Just what we needed. What a thing to hear. <laughs> I mean, someone brought, uh, up a very in- someone brought up a very interesting like uh, fantasy booking. It's like they t- both turn heel. Otis gets a bit zealous, then reunites with Tucker, and then Gable's like, "Well, I've got to face these two. Who do I get? <gasps> Jason Jordan. I can bring him back." <laughs> and suddenly, it's oh like Heavy God. Machinery versus American Alpha for the tag titles. I'm like, what the hell does an Otis heel look like? How do you angrily do? How do you angrily do the worm, Bastion Booger? <laughs> is that what a heel Otis looks like, Bastion Booger? Please oh, no, please no. <laughs> I'm sorry that is cursed that I brought it up. I apologise to everyone here. You can't unsee that when you've seen that 20 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, it's just so confusing being there. I'm just looking at it, I'm like, has Otis turned heel? <laughs> but uh, it's a shame that Otis looks like he got uh, Shelton Benjamin's hand-me-downs in, a, in, in, in his Yeah. Year. <laughs> but it's the, same, it's the same with Chad Gable, though. I don't, I don't feel like Chad Gable has the... Like, as much as we call him young Kurt Angle... Like, mm. I don't know that he has that same kind of streak as Kurt Angle. He's more like Charlie House, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, it, no. It's like, I, I, like, I see him and I think, like, oh, all American, like, all American, good kid, you know, happy, happy, he's the amateur wrestler and he can do anything. And it's worth saying, like, we all know Chad Gable is an incredible talent. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think, again, like, I think he's good both 
I mean, he's amazing in ring. He's also not that bad on the mic either. Yeah. Um, but hey, as I will usually say during this, remains to be seen. <laughs> um, but let's get into this uh, this main event though. And basically, my thought was it just so happens every so often someone recreates 2007 on Ring of Honor. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Owens, and Sami Zayn. <laughs> oh. Okay, yes, Baron Corbin and Jey Uso were also there, but... <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's funny when you look at the roster at the moment of WWE and realise, oh my god, half of this roster is Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's peak Ring of Honor. <laughs> It's what, it's, it's what I've been saying to people over this last week, is that Ring of Honor used to be what, like, PWG is now. Yeah. Where it's just, like, all the wrestlers you know probably wrestled there at some point. <laughs> True. But no, I mean, this was this was basically a bunch of amazing wrestlers and Baron Corbin. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, all... <laughs> Uh, all in, all in, all in, all in a ring together doing what they do. I'm sorry, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, that's one of the most savage things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Can we have that on a t-shirt? <laughs> wow. <laughs> a bunch of amazing wrestlers and Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh, that's getting quoted on our Instagram, at Sweet Chinwag. <laughs> I just want you to really feel. <laughs> Oh. Like, right, I've been I've made myself known that there that there are two wrestlers like that I've just never really got. I will say, Baron Corbin before the King Corbin get it had fantastic entrance music. Mm. Mm. Uh, amazing entrance music, uh, and he was much better as the Lone Wolf in NXT than now. But still, I digress. Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal, I've never got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. But like, no, it, it was basically just a bunch of really people who are really good at what they do, doing what they do. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, great little ending sequence. I know it's like spa- yeah. spam triangle on X <laughs> to win. Well, it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a, rem- it felt like a reminder of that time they did it in SmackDown in like 2005. Yes. <laughs> where like everyone's just there hitting finishes. <laughs> I know TNA had about like 20 spots like that as well, but... And always ended with Jeff Jarrett doing the stroke. <laughs> there you go. There's our de- there's our weekly yeah, there's Jeff our... Jarrett quote of the. <laughs> he finds his way in somehow. But uh, no, let's move over to AEW. Let's talk about the big one: <laughs> Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match on pay per view. <laughs> Before that, actually, I want to talk about um, Kenny Omega's dress sense. Well, his character's dress sense is so silly. But it's doing the right, like the perfect effect of getting people angry over his dress sense. Like, a, I mean, I yeah, I just assumed that like his his awful fits were just part of the character because <laughs> I refuse to believe that someone would dress like that thinking it's good. Or going to a Renaissance fair. But I don't. I think I think even people going to a Renaissance fair would not dress like Kenny Omega. Now they'd still put in more effort. <laughs> but no. Um, he looks like he stole his shirt from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yes, but I... After filming. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm very excited for this one. Because um, if memory serves me correct, this might possibly be one of the very first exploding barbed wire death matches on American television. 
I feel. Well, I think I, for a lot of people, it's going to be the first one they ever see. Yeah, because I know ECW did a lot of barbed wire roped matches. I don't think they ever had explosive uh, explosive barbed wire. Definitely. I think matches. they did it once between Terry Funk and Mick Foley. Yes, and even then, I think that was even in IWA in Japan. It I might believe. have even been in IWA Japan. Yeah, yeah. and I think the, I think that tape went over and they showed it on ECW TV. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm not so sure that Rene Paquette is very excited that John is Probably going into not. this match. <laughs> uh, what what is it to be to be the wife of John Moxley must be a daily struggle because you see the nonsense he gets up to on television. It's like John, calm down, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Well, because it's just what it's like one of those things about John Moxley that I find incredible is that he's like a person that's incredibly committed to what he does and, and like, you know, keeping himself in the best condition. But then after matches, he just has whiskey and a fag. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yes, one hell of a warm some, There's dad. something so visceral about it. <laughs> that is one heck of a warm dad for sure. Um, but no, very excited for that one. Um for sure and, and knowing those two who've put on some really good matches in AEW uh, man that's well, what's yeah, going to be uh... I, think, I think an important part behind this is to say is to say to people as I have through the Twitter and everything because uh, I know not everyone shares mine or Sam's views and enjoyment of death matches <laughs> not everyone is a ghoul like us <laughs> Um, but it's what it's what it's worth saying that both of these guys have done them before. Yes, Moxley through CCW, Kenny through DDT Pro. Now, while DDTs are a little bit different, <laughs> um, he has he has worked them before. Yeah. So this this will be this won't be as violent as it sounds. I'd imagine it'll Probably be not. It'll be also it has intense. production value. <laughs> exactly, it'll be intense. But uh, it might not be as violent as people make it out to be. But given John Moxley, he'll probably find a way to try and make it as violent as it could possibly be. <laughs> nah, I gotta I love John Moxley. That. I agree with that. You only have to look back to uh, Full Gear 2019 when they did the Lights Out match, and like this is probably their attempt to try and take this another level up, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll probably succeed in finding a way to do it. But like you say, for a lot of people, it's probably a first time in watching this kind of match. You mentioned Renee uh, not too long ago, actually, and I do wonder how far along she is because Dragon this could be a way to write Moxie off TV for a little while when uh, he becomes a father. Yeah, that's why I think. I believe so, yeah. I think that, that's a, it, it's, it's a super easy way. It's just like, okay, this guy's gone through hell. He's going to need to take time out to recover. They'll probably do like a, you know, like, oh, doctors haven't cleared him to return yet. It'll be interesting to see where the main event scene for AEW goes, though, if that is indeed the case. I mean, uh, man, I think anyone from, from, from that company can step up into the main event scene. Like... That's they, the roster they have at the moment is very very stacked. So anyone like for a rivalry, I mean the way I see it, and I think yeah, a lot of the it, way people it really, look at it, it, it really it, depends. Because I, mm. I mean, I think for myself, if I was gonna say who do I want to get that title, I definitely think MJF needs to be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they, I think they really need him to have a reign. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. I feel like most people's answers would probably be the way kind of, I guess, the map is going for AEW. Hangman Page is probably going to be in that picture soon. Yeah, I, w I would say I would say Hangman Adam Page. 
um, I would definitely say MGF needs to be there at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really for them, I think it's just about looking to who they can have kind of fill that space. I know they have a, quite a few people that they're they're kind of looking at in that main I mean, title scene. I mean, I'm not trying to say Eddie Kingston, but I think that... I mean, I mean yeah, look, yeah, on, I, will, I will be here and say I think Eddie Kingston should be there anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but outside of them, I would definitely say ones they should probably be looking at might be someone like uh, either Brian Cage or Will Hobbs. Yeah. Uh, or on an alternative vein, um, as I've spoken about, I really think they could do good with le- with levering into um, the MJF versus Sammy Guevara mm. uh, and maybe make them a kind of generational feud that goes on over a really, really long time. Yes. That's... I like, I really that sounds do. good, actually. Yeah, Hopefully, if good. Sammy's, you know, on his... On, on good behavior and you know not throwing his supposed toys out of the pram like he did at impact <laughs> well yeah as we, as, as we understand it it was more just creative differences yeah. than anything else um Hopefully. they didn't they ni- neither side could really agree on the the plans that were due to go ahead i'm glad to hear that because it sounded a bit of, of a douche canoe move from either what from either one of, uh, of the party yeah and it was kind of like aew turns sammy guevara face and then he goes to impact in his <sighs> heel <laughs> which is kind of counterintuitive when you think about it <laughs> uh no but with that we are done with the news awesome okay so for recommendation corner go watch steve's channel it's scw the wrestling channel on youtube he does some awesome stuff and updates on everything going on in the wrestling world i could go on forever but i'll let steve take the reins on that plug away sir what you where you are and where you are on social media I was quite enjoying you saying it. it was, <laughs> I want to say it's good, you know. But uh, no, uh, you can find me on YouTube, SCW The Wrestling Channel. Um, there's content up there. I want to say at least four to five videos a week usually. I do a QA and a uh, every Sunday to get interaction with everybody can get involved. Um, and with, of course, this week, Elimination Chamber, there's been a lot of videos related around that. And, of course, we'll head into WrestleMania season as well. Uh, and as well as that, I mean, I'm on Twitter. You can find me there also, um, at SCW underscore Steve, and uh, Instagram as well, SCW The Wrestling Channel. So lots of ways to interact. I love the chat professional wrestling with anyone that's... Uh, got the same sort of passion for it and drive about it so yeah you can hit me up on those uh, platforms and definitely check out some videos um just gone over 800 subscribers so uh, the target now is to try and get to 900 awesome awesome and i'm pretty sure you'll get there in no time for sure because yeah. uh, I, I do lo- i do love the content you put out steve so yeah go check yeah. out his channel blooming awesome with that it is time to head on to our main portion of the episode wrestling games from 1995 to 2005, what I lovingly like to think of as the golden age in wrestling games. Now, first question I'm going to uh, propose or uh, give to everyone is, what was your first exposure to a wrestling game and on what console was it? And we'll start with, we'll start with our guest, Steve. What was your first wrestling game that you played and what console was it on? 
Right, so actually my first console uh, game is actually before the years that have been given, funnily enough, um, because unfortunately I'm, I'm probably slightly of the older generation, I'm afraid, but um, I, I think my first one, if I went back to, was um, Steel Cage Challenge, which I think was on the Mega Drive, uh, yes. and I just I did a bit of research on this before I came on today. Uh, apparently this was released on the Mega Drive in 1992, um, so this, this goes to show you kind of where we're, we're at really for me, because... Um, I mean, you're not talking 3D here. You're talking that sort of um, yeah. Oh, what they what they say with the current games, the one that's come out. But you kind of got that sort of like you know two dimensional, uh, 45 degree angle ring where people are sort of throwing themselves around. Mm. But um, yeah, it was it was only about four or five characters you can play with. But um, certainly was was fun at the time. But obviously, <laughs> as we go into these golden years, you've you've got many many more games that uh, you know it's such quality and depth that you can get to as the years go on. Absolutely, uh, Reardon. Your first exposure to wrestling video games. So my first one was was WWF Warzone on the PlayStation One. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this one. Up, what boy, a game! A, this was a game and a half. What a game! That I feel like now is properly lived on in infamy, thanks to Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh... yeah, fun game. Although I will, I do remember. Like, actually, it's funny seeing um, how the moves develop in games, especially in wrestling yeah. games, <laughs> because it was such a long command link to do finishes. <laughs> yep, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Wasn't it, it like Mortal Kombat kind of style? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. You had to do like the whole long input chain and get it perfectly. <laughs> I just mean, meanwhile, all the games after that, you just hit one button. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh. no, I remember that. I remember it being very fun. Just like loving it. Just love. I played so much of that. I actually, I actually played that. That was the that was the game I was playing on the day that my mum got married. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Sentimental value there. Sentimental value, yeah. I'm trying my best not to do the Ahmed Johnson promo, but it's so freaking hard to right now. you can do the Ahmed Johnson promo later. (laughs) Yes, I I will. And by later, we mean after after this podcast is over, to yourself, add a mirror. Okay. I'll juice make sugar to do that. Dad, Dad, your your first video game. Are we gonna fight? <laughs> no, no, no! I swear. Not. Uh, no, my first my first one was uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge for the N sixty four. Yes, oh, great game! Such a great game. Um, because uh, as as we've mentioned a lot of times before, but I feel like a lot of people miss that miss the point of. Uh, for a time, WCW was more popular in the UK than WWE or WWF at the time. Yeah, mm, well, that's um, So my brothers were massive WCW fans. Yeah. And so ob- obviously they had this game. I got passed down the N64, and so I used to play this for forever. Um, again, remember? I mean, I remember it being pretty good, and I remember I've watched lots of people play it somewhat recently, and it still feels and looks like it's a pretty good game. Yeah, I just remember it just being so 
solid in terms of it's just like it's i just also i also remember having it having loads of customization and stuff yeah. like that stuff that you know when you're like seven you're like oh my god this is incredible yeah it's filled to the brim with content was uh was that game and of course it had raven on the front cover so you know yeah instantly... i mean that that might be the reason why i'm such a raven mark <laughs> Oh. I mean, the roster was so solid as well at that point in WCW. I mean, I remember that game. Yeah. You had like the NWO Wolfpack. You had the, you know, the black and white version with Hogan's side of it. You had Latino World Order, like yep. Raven's Block. I mean, the the it was just so stacked. And like, I remember you could have the those Royal Rumble style games that you could do, like the gauntlets, and uh, yes. you could also set the. Set, set the I think it was that the the rule set could be like when there's no over the top rope, you could just do like no disqualification. You just reach over to the fans and get the the you know the baseball bats all the time and just uh, go crazy with all the superstars. Like it just yeah. My my fun. the one I used to love was you could it was like a I think it was like a challenge mode or whatever, but it was like every time you it was like a gauntlet match, but baseball like never stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have like forty people in there. It was so much fun. Oh, man, no, such a good game. Okay, I'm definitely going to show my age a little bit here as well, because my very first wrestling game that I played was WrestleMania, the arcade game on the on the Super Nintendo. Um, now, was this... that the one that was like 2D and it was like flat horizontal 2D? Basically, yeah, it was a... And it was like, it was, I mean, it was like, I say it was like an arcade. It was like the Mortal Kombat Tower. Basically, yeah, because it was developed by Midway. Um, and the team and and some of the team okay, that, that worked on uh, <laughs> that worked on NBA Jam as well. So this was the yeah not the, not the PS One version, the Super Nintendo version that I had. And I remember of, um, it not being a very stacked roster. You had I believe it was Shawn Michaels, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, Bret Hart, uh, and Doink the Clown. I was gonna say, I, for some reason, I very specifically remember that Doink was in it. Oh, and Yokozuna, of course, because his finisher was the was like the super bonsai drop. And for some yeah. reason, when you hit him, um, like <laughs> pork chops, like hunks of meat would fly off him when you hit him for some bizarre reason. <laughs> That's I, the midway okay. team. <laughs> and of course, this this one, of course, in the digitized voice of Vince McMahon screaming, "What a maneuver!" Every time you would hit someone with anything oh in my that. God. But no, that game, super tough, especially if you did the WWF um, Championship yeah, arcade mode. Because I remember, I remember watching New Legacy play it recently. And I was like, my God, this is just painful. So, so tough. I don't know. I, I barely managed to get through the Intercontinental uh, mode with Bret Hart. So I don't know how I managed to stick with that game for so long. But for some reason, I did. It's a childhood memory of mine and I enjoy it. And I still have my cart of WrestleMania the arcade game. That's how much I have sentimental value for that one. <laughs> Alrighty then, so we'll do this like a best and worst list for sure. Let's go over some of our favourites throughout the years and uh, go and then after that go through some of our least favourite <laughs> over the years. So yeah, we're gonna just pass it around to everyone. We'll start off with uh with Steve. What are some of your favourite wrestling games and kind of why or why do you rate them so highly? Sorry, can I ask for that question again, please? No, not a problem. So, yeah, um, what are some of your favourite wrestling games and uh, why do you rate them so highly? What uh, what kind of, like, special meaning do they have to you? 
Um, okay, right. Well, I have a couple of real favourites of mine. Um, I think going off with the WCW uh, revenge there, I think the obvious one to be have to say is No Mercy uh, from the N64. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's arguably the best wrestling game ever created, along with one or two others. And just everything from the way that that was designed from WCW games, every time THQ got hold of one of their titles for the next time and when they got to the WWE side everything was just perfect and you got to where there was a great creation suite uh, in ring it was just so smooth and you know I just love the way that you could transition from all the moves whether you you know hitting attacks from the start from the back create wrestlers it was just the first time you could learn every single move I'd never knew what Emerald Fusion was before that mm-hmm. game so uh, it was pretty cool um, but yeah it was, it was an amazing game and I love the fact that you had the ladder match involved in there the steel cage match I think it was even a backstage brawl, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, yeah, 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 you had a whole mm. range of them, I think. At No Mercy, like to this day, just it was like the best game. And the thing is, what's really fun with that game as well is that I remember at that time that it was so awesome, but it came out with a bug. And yes. that, uh, for a lot of people, it would actually wipe the card. So I must have had to get about four versions of this game. The amount of times I had to go back to the shop and say, it, it was it did the same problem and traded for another one to eventually get one it was the fact that i still wanted to keep going back and getting it just showed how great of a game it was yeah i mean the fact that this game is now what 20 nearly 21 years old and has stood the test of time through like mods as well from this from the modding scene um it just shows how good that game is and how well that's aged yeah no i mean it's aged I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that we could say about it. I mean, it's an N64 game, so the the characters kind of look like they're made up a bunch of cubes. But, <laughs> you know, that's kind of a consequence of the time and the limitations, to be fair. The fact that they got a game that like that out on the N64 is a technical marvel in itself. Mm. Um, but, no, it's, it's honestly one of the smoothest playing wrestling games. And the fact that it was designed for the N64 at the time that it was... Um, is frankly incredible um and it's just small touches like they knew that they had a limited roster so mm. then they included the gear for other people yes you could just make them yeah and give you and like you could just get their move sets in the game because they knew they didn't have the space to keep more people mm. like that's such a small consideration but it's so good that they did that it's just it's Man, it's proof that Aki knew exactly what they were doing. And trust me, I, I believe this is not the last time we'll hear from Aki and their games for sure. Um, oh, no, because it's, it's worth being there and saying the Aki engine was fantastic. Absolutely. And boy, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference two games later on that uh, I absolutely love and do stand the test of time for me. Yeah, anyway. no, I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think there's very good reason that we all look very fondly on WWF No Mercy. Yeah, mm. for sure. For sure, um, Dan. Uh, what 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 is one of your favourite wrestling games? Uh, yeah. So I think I think other than WWF New Mer- No Mercy, I think the other one we kind of got to go to is the the perennial favourite of the wrestling community is Here Comes the Pain. Hey, oh, yeah. kind of the successor, if you will, to No Mercy. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just a it's just a very well designed, well running game. It has so much inside it um so much to do so much variety uh you know you had stuff like the season modes um everything like that that was fantastic you mm. know it was kind of uh, a lot of people's first time seeing 
the more readily realized 3D models. And it's worth saying, a lot of the models still stand up. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy how Yuke's um, swung back in the PS2 uh, generation because they, uh, they, they kind of started off... I wouldn't say they started off terrible because even like um, Just Bring It still sold incredibly well, but it wasn't the massive leap that you would have thought of going from uh, SmackDown 2 up to Just Bring It. Yeah, but they kind I, of brought think... it back with um, Shut Your Mouth, which is a very underrated mm. game as well. Uh, but and then kind of go full circle and create probably the great, the, the perfect SmackDown in Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, I think the thing with. Um, here comes the pain is it was it kind of went back to the no mercy formula mm. which is don't treat it like a fighting game mm-hmm. mm. and just treat it like a kind of arcadey action game yeah. keep it simple keep it easy uh, and just don't make anything too complicated because <laughs> it's like when Reardon was talking about WF Warzone you have to do like the more combat combinations yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, as I like to call them Tekken combinations, because I used to hate playing Tekken. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, always yeah, like, yeah. It, it got so needlessly complex. Speaking as someone who loves and plays Tekken, you're absolutely. Oh yeah, no, I'm here. I love Tekken, but my god, the combination sometimes I'm just like, oh, same. This is not what my brain needs. It was just like, okay, and I, I think it's an important part. To say, uh, they made a game that you could just pick up and play. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of that, um, you know, uh, easy easy to play, difficult to master. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of idea. Because I don't want to be thinking about frame data when I'm going for an F5. You know. Yeah, uh, like you just want to you just want to hit uh, you just want to hit L1 and then do an F5. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the animation. I mean, credit to where credit's due for Ukes because they were at that time. Um, they had they hadn't fully adopted motion capture, so they were hand animating every single move and every single animation in that game. And some of the animations that they had, even from uh, like from Shut Your Mouth, it, uh, are crazy. It's I love the animations that they did back in the day. I mean, the Vertebraker was such an amazingly animated move that they have never changed it, even up to 2K20. They never changed the animation for the Vertebraker. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but, oh yeah, so 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 uh, good. And of course, that was a choice that was always going to come up. Reardon, one of your favorite wrestling games. Okay, so I have two. One more arcadey, but one that I think is the is the best wrestling game that I ever played. Mm-hmm. So on the more arcadey side of things, I'm going to go for the straight up the very very first SmackDown. WWF SmackDown game. Yeah. Yep. No, I get and you. It was, it's, it's just like that one is an extremely, you can pick up and play. It has a great opening title music. Yes. Seriously, it's so good. And it has a feature which I don't think has survived, but I think really should survive, which I always put on because it, it's actually SmackDown... WF SmackDown is the is the game that actually started my um, wrestling education because it was the first game where I remember you could actually turn on the wrestling move names. Yes. 
Oh yeah, I remember that being a thing. Yeah, so you actually, so I actually learned what a suplex is and what a variant of a suplex there are. Yeah, just by putting that, it's something that I'm kind of surprised has not survived the the modern day. Hmm. Because it's like it's it's so interesting and so handy to have, especially <laughs> when you're a kid just wanting to learn. Oh, okay, no, I'm doing this specific move. So many people was buying those games as well that like weren't wrestling fans around that time it's particularly like you say that that first smackdown and that's mm. probably the sort of game that makes a lot of people still fans today because they probably got into that like you say learn the move set uh, it's easy to fun easy to play and of course the talent pool of a roster around that time anyway it's some of the greatest times in wrestling history it yeah. was enough to, to connect people and put them in so no, i'm down with you on that one i think smackdown yeah. is a, a very underrated game and wasn't that the same one it had the you could create a pay-per-view Yes. I believe that is one. Yes, that is correct. Um, I had so much fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't realise just how much SmackDown games were selling PS1s as well. Like, Oh, yeah. They were My massively next... critically acclaimed, but they were really shifting PS1s. Yeah, and moving on to the, the PlayStation 2 era, which is my absolute favourite mm-hmm. wrestling game of all time, is SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, which I legitimately think, and like I, I don't know. I think it's legitimately the apex of wrestling games because straight afterwards, SmackDown versus Raw 2007 happened, where they when they um did the analog stick. That was the yeah. first time oh, they did the, the, uh, the, the analog stick the, grapples. Stick grapples, yeah. which was confusing, unwieldy. And never fully worked right. So 20, I'm sorry, 2006 is the perfect one. After that, it goes downhill. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right does. though, because I think to, you can definitely see in 2006, even with 2006, you could see. T, I, I'd say it was more THQ than it was Ukes trying to go into a more simulation side of, of, yeah. of wrestling yeah. than, rather than the arcade side of it. Yeah, whereas I, I feel that 2006 was the perfect mix of arcadey and slightly technical because you because it was like you could actually like, you know, breaking the holes and doing all that stuff. It could get very tight very quickly and you could still just do cool moves. And also, and, and also it gave us the greatest cutscene in any WWE game, Teddy Long being run over by a car. <laughs> Yes. Also, it added one of the premier features that now is just standard in every wrestling game. It added the create an entrance. Yes. Oh, and of course, let's not forget GM mode, which is probably the yeah, mode that everyone GM wants mode. back. Yeah. What happened to GM mode, man? They got rid of it because they thought people wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> why? There's a reason why Up Up Down Down's most popular videos are, are the GM modes, because everyone loved that mode. It's championship manager for wrestling. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that's I think that I as as much love as here comes the pain gets, and rightfully so, I do think that. SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 is the greatest wrestling game ever made. <laughs> yeah, no, just quickly, I want to jump in. Um, Reardon, it was a really interesting thing that you brought up about wrestling games making wrestling accessible to non-fans. Yes. And I think that's actually a really, really interesting point 
Yeah. Like, yeah. that is actually a really good platform to get people in. I really do think if they had, like, if there was, like, a... You know, like it's funny that I've always thought about this. That, um, I've always wondered if if you could somehow, like, balance, like, the more slightly more realistic stuff with um with the more arcadey stuff, I really do think that, like, a good wrestling game could make it into evo and stuff like that if smash can make it into evo <laughs> there is no reason that a wwe game could not make it yeah i feel that's kind of like going off off shoot a little um, before i talk yeah. about mine i feel that's what kenny is trying to do with this aew video game Yes, because he has yeah, so that many connections. Well, to be fair, he keeps talking about WWF No Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, with his connections in the FGC, I feel like he's definitely trying to make that a big, big target to try and see if he can get wrestling games into the competitive gaming scene. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I mean, even my my short um, tenure in 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 esports and competitive gaming, I was trying desperately to try and see if we can get. A, a wrestling kind of thing going but of course it fell on deaf ears because no one likes wrestling apparently in esports <laughs> <laughs> which is absolute crap and I, although I could get into something but I think that's for something in for, <laughs> outside the podcast as a quick question to, to give to everyone yeah. <laughs> oh, that other forty. Yeah, no, I think, I think I think that's I think that's a, that's a that's a really cool idea though. And like, I mean, again, we say about the AEW video game and then releasing the AEW GM companion mobile game <laughs> as well. So clearly, there's demand for it. Clearly, people want to return to that, and I'm all for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. My choice. I've got. I've got a couple here, uh, and they're kind of left, or, or, or like kind of or out of left field. But I want to start with the one that definitely needs to be talked about. We talked about Aki. We need to talk about virtual pro wrestling too. Um, oh yeah. Damn. I mean, even though it is a Japan exclusive, and I've only recently, I see the past couple of years, finally been able to pick up and play it. Man, have I missed that? That game is truly outstanding. Everything we love about No Mercy, just. And then just then some, but then within like the confines of just of Purarisu and Japanese wrestling is just amazing. So it's everything I love about No Mercy. And then just like you pepper that on top with the fact that this was one of the very first games that had All Japan, New Japan, FMW, Michinoku Pro, Fighting Network, Pancras, Pride, Battle Arts... And a whole bunch of legends in the same game. It's like, wow, could you they really got everyone. Wow. Like, even with that, they got red legends such as Jumbo Saruda, The Funks, Dr. Death, Bruiser Brody, Ultimo Dragon, Bars Rootin, Don Fry, you Tiger know what? Mars, I might need to, I might need to Yeah, I might need to check I this game out. I might need to find this out because I'm just picturing the, the idea Because I'm just picturing, like, playing a game and then being like and then like you know being misawa or something yeah man like this this is like the the like the wrestling purists wet dream there's a reason why aj styles is this is the, his favorite game and i feel it's because of just how stacked that roster is and it, as i said one of the very first games that had all of that had every kind of company in japan under the same umbrella 
Um, I, would you have imagined that ever happening if, say, if they had a game where WWF and WCW and ECW were all in the same game? <laughs> That's how it It's called like. SmackDown versus Raw 2008. <laughs> Featuring, <laughs> Featuring ECW. ECW. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but no, outstanding game. Up there with one of my absolute favourites. The other two I definitely want to bring up are a kind of bit of left field, but I want to bring it up because Def Jam Vendetta is a game that shouldn't have worked in its concept, but somehow it managed to be an outstanding wrestling game. Wrestling Rappers. I sound mad saying that, but you when you when EA of course get Aki in, because little known fact, actually probably a more well known fact about this game is this this is that EA brought in Aki to develop WCW Mayhem 2, which was supposed to come out for the PS2 in 2001 2002, but of course that didn't happen because Vince bought WCW, and thus that um, that project was cancelled. But EA still wanted to work with Aki on a wrestling game. And so the execs at EA were going, what what the heck do we do now? I tell you what, let's put rappers in and contact Def Jam to see if they would license out their, their, not only their name, but some of their uh, signed artists to it. Sure enough, it worked. And it's, it's everything. It's, I feel like it's kind of the smoothest next generation experience we probably would have had say if no mercy got a ps2 sequel um but then again again it's like a gr- outside of gta and tony hawk's pro skater i feel has one of the best licensed soundtracks <laughs> as well um, that's a bold that's have, a bold statement you have the entire def jam library at your disposal come on man method yeah. man dmx Norway. Nice. i mean again i mean again we myself and reardon can be here and <laughs> test testify on the the established connection between the worlds of rap and wrestling. <laughs> literally, literally my first steps to loving rap music properly, like fully getting into it, starts with playing Def Jam. Because it had because it had everyone, every big name in it. Yeah. It just I just oh god, I listened to that soundtrack so much. I mean it was could... ba- that thing was basically my iPod yeah. for the longest time. <laughs> I don't blame you. It had such a, a, an amazing, amazing atmosphere to it, I feel. And that only was exemplified with the soundtrack. But, yeah. man, like, the, the hours I would spend doing, like, tournaments and doing tag matches with Method and Redman and, you know, doing the storyline on the hardest difficulty over and over. I put a lot of hours into Def Jam Vendetta. And I, and, and, and I did the same with Fight for New York, even though that took a more of a, a, a fighting game style um, yeah. to it. But no, man, I feel it. Vendetta does stand on its own. And I know a lot of people have been clamoring for EA or for Def Jam to do another game. But then, then... It's, it's kind of it's it's, you know, as time goes on, I get a little bit more like, what would that even look like? Yeah. Like, yeah, because, because it's like the landscape of um of rap music is so different compared to how it was back yeah. in t- like 2004 so it's like like as much as i love him i can't imagine like like yo vince staples <laughs> like <laughs> like getting a baseball bat or or like don't get me wrong like knocking someone out where, while street punks is playing would be <laughs> 
I mean, Kendrick Lamar versus Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, I can't see that. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't see it. Like, <laughs> like Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar gets revenge for losing to Macklemore at the Grammys back in like 2014. <laughs> a real talk though, I would play, I would, I would buy that game if Macklemore was like, was like the Dan of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man and one final one I've got to talk about because I feel like it might have been forgotten but I feel needs to be talked about because it was actually really good and it was also developed by Ukes yes I'm going to talk about Rumble Roses for a little bit hear me out hear me out on this one alright no okay look right we're going to address this about Rumble Roses okay (laughs) it is a good game but it is also very horny. It is very problematic. Yeah. It is very problematic, that game. Yes. It's like, take Dead or Alive and put Brock Lesnar in it. You've got Rumble Roses. But no, it's like so- a much more arcadey Here Comes the Pain because it was built on the same engine as Here Comes the Pain. Um, but of course, in a very kind of heightened reality of women scantily clad spanking each other uh, every so often. Um, you, you know, me looking it up, I am astounded. This game was one that is... You can play it now on Xbox One. It is backwards yeah. compatible. Yep. Uh, that's, that is yeah, unbelievable. It, it, it's, to be fair, I'm talking about this in, in retrospect now and looking back forward. It, it, it is uh, middle-aged white men on Twitter's idea of what Joshi wrestling is. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's what Jim Cornette thinks when he hears the name Maki Ito. Sorry, no, that name is banned here. Oh, sorry, Jim Bleep, <laughs> Jim <go>. Redacted. <laughs> no, but no, uh, Steve, feel free to judge me now for bringing up Rubber Roses. Not say I've ever played that one. Oh, but no, probably uh, for the best. Count yourself lucky. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. I, I, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, terrible in the way that it depicts women, but it's surprisingly solid for a, for, for a wrestling game. And it, okay, as I said, it's made by Ukes, so of course it was going to be yeah, a it's solid pretty much, It's game. pretty much Here Comes the Pain, but <laughs> slightly different. And of course... In and a it... <laughs> presentation, I'm throwing up air quotes. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, I want to throw a special shout-out in the favourites pile to Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, which was... Uh, uh, you know the fire pro games are always amazing even if you're playing it or as or you know doing a simulation with it but uh no man i only give it a special mention only because it was so um rare to find a copy out in the wild like i think there are only five to six thousand copies made in like the west in the west and so like it was so darn hard to find but if you ever had a copy and you were able to I'm not condoning modifying. But if you were to modify your PS2 to have saves and kind of um, created wrestlers in and pop those into your memory card, man, was that a solid game. And boy, I was very happy and so ecstatic to find out that they were making Fire Pro Wrestling World back in 2018. So yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns also gets a thumbs up from me. But uh, we talk about all of our favourite ones going down memory lane. Let's talk about some of our least favourite ones. And uh, we'll start with Steve on this one. What is the one game that you played, or what are some wrestling games that you played that you were so excited for, but then just ended up being thoroughly disappointed in? Right. 
Well, I mean, one that I refused to buy because I knew that it was not going to be the right package was WWE 2K20. So I've never. Actually I don't blame you. <laughs> first one in the series that I've just turned around and said, "No, nah, I'm not getting that," because I knew the problems would come with it. Mm-hmm. My, my needs from a wrestling game. We talk about some of the things we've we've loved about from our past games and stuff like GM mode and how smooth some of the controls are and stuff. Now it's just. I don't know. I feel that it's got too complicated to play these games. You have to have like a 20-minute technical masterclass to have a, <laughs> an exhibition match, which is not really for me. But then at the same time, to go with one I, I did get and did play that wasn't for me, uh, it's from 1996, if I'm not mistaken. It's called In Your House on the PlayStation 1. Yes, the sequel uh, to WrestleMania. Yeah, it was it was sort of based around like an arcade kind of themed game. You had like all the people from the new generation, but uh, I think you had like the Heart Foundation dungeon for Bret Hart if you wrestled him, and uh, <laughs> I think it was like a cinema if you wrestled Goldust, and I don't know, just all sorts of wacky things. You thought the Undertaker would literally like be able to do like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing and like throw ghost heads at your head and your body. Just sort of weird and bizarre, and um, for someone that hadn't had a. a Able to get this one i was quite disappointed yeah yeah that one i mean uh, you say the ps1 version but uh, i know that um i had the unfortunate honor of playing the uh, the sega saturn version which was even more oh, broken oh, than the ps1 God. version <laughs> my best mate at the time danny who had a Sega Saturn? Um, I think came ended up kind of regretting it because there were so there weren't many good games and there weren't many good games that came with the Sega Saturn. And in your house was definitely one of the not good ones for that um, system for sure. But no, no, like agreed, Steve. Like in your house was uh, was not good. I mean, WrestleMania was fun, and you'd think with a sequel to that they couldn't mess that up. But then of course you know. It comes in your house. Yeah, I think it, I think it's that problem of when you get a little bit too wacky. Yeah, and again, it was. It's that like time. you don't. It's like you don't commit to either side. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you either do like, oh, it's still a wrestling game, but it's like, ah, oh, we're gonna do it in weird places, or you know, you go to the full other end and you're like, this is a full on joke wrestling game. Don't yeah. take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like 2K20 went down that avenue as well with like the Fiend and like the, I don't know, like the ghostly kind of places you could wrestle in that as well. I just looked at it and thought that wasn't for me either. Oh, no. Yes. 2K20 was just a mistake. Yes, I yeah. remember. Didn't, didn't they, for 2K20, have Seth Rollins uh, dress up as Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star and actually have, the, have uh, like one of his You're Already Dead finishes? <laughs> like the... uh, that was in the, that was in one of the DLCs. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused by Yeah, that. I mean to be fair, let's let we can take a short we can take a short moment to talk about um WWE two K twenty. Yes. <laughs> basic basically it's what happens it's what happens when you say it's what happens when you go, Oh, that's not that difficult. I can do that myself. No, they could not do it themselves. Just uh and it's exactly why listen to people who have experience. Yes, yes, yes. This is what yeah. even though two K, even though like most of the two K games beyond like two K fourteen weren't great, they still had a functional engine. Absolutely. <laughs> at least they had a day one patch. <laughs> like at least they worked. <laughs> yeah, God, man. I. It's just a big how the mighty had fallen. Looking at that, <laughs> just bro, it's like although it wasn't surprising to be no, quite honest. The moment I saw that they'd been dukes and they said, "Oh, visual concept 
developers can do it themselves. They, they've already got the proprietary stuff. They know what to do. I was like, this is going to go badly. <laughs> yeah, because every visual concepts up to that point had just been developing the, the NBA 2K games by lending kind of a hand on the uh, technology side in terms of the engine and, and graphical fidelity with Ukes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was that was destined to fail from the get-go, wasn't it? <laughs> but hey, at least we got 2K Battlegrounds. Uh, moving uh, swiftly along. No, <laughs> Rudin, what are some of your least favorite wrestling games? Uh, you know, as I um as I previously mentioned it and I guess I can go a bit more about it. It's um SmackDown versus Raw 2007 <laughs> is it's a big steep step down mm. and it's it's in a couple of reasons for one thing like you they tried to do a completely new analog system for grappling and stuff and because it yeah. was completely new it didn't work properly they, they uh, yeah this it, was I, uh this was the time when they introduced uh, a bug that i don't think got fixed until 2k I think until WWE 12, mm-hmm. mm. uh, which was the uh, the infinite glitched grapple, oh, which was gosh, the bane yeah. of any person that decided to play online. Oh god, it's it's stuff like that where it's like there's always a balance and there's always been like this tension between making like making a wrestling game like realistic and arcadey, and there's like there's there's like there's schools of thought where I like. Talk to me on two different days. I have two different opinions. I think we're all the same yeah. here. On like, that. I really do like both if they work. <laughs> but if they don't work, both of them are like just infuriating. And well, yeah, because like it's like the problem. So, like, I love WWE 2K14. Mm. I think it's one of the best wrestling games made in. I'm terming the modern era, but I mean like post 2010. Yeah. But 2K15, I hate for that same issue of they tried to make it too simulation. Yeah. They just added so much needless stuff. And like um, Steve was saying, things went on far too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the matches were too long. There was too much involved. Like, just going for a pin was such a needlessly complicated system. And so, like, it's like 2K14 is like, okay, you get some simulation where it's like you take the body damage, when you, like, take body damage, your attacks do less damage, you know, usual stuff. Yeah. But it was still like, okay, you're in submission, just mash buttons. Or you're doing this, you know, it's just about like, oh, well, is your opponent standing or are they lying down? Um, are you holding or pressing the button, etc. right? Yeah. But 2K15 is like, ah, oh, yes, if you're not like perfectly behind them and you don't uh, say hold RB while pressing A, then you will do a slightly different grapple and enter a rest hold. <laughs> it's just like, no, why? Am I the only one as well with those modern uh, WWE games that has such a hard time, especially on like legend difficulty of reversing? Because I always, even I do it on perfect oh, timing. God, reversing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, it's a like... nightmare. Ever like even when it, even when like they finally made did that whole system work, it's still a nightmare that you need like fucking 
like trigger level react like like ship like like you're piloting a plane <laughs> level reactions yeah no i have spoken about um the reversal system before because basically i i hate the because their fix to it was okay you get five reversals and they like come back over time I which is fine <laughs> but that sucks because it's like well when do you, you just end up never reversing until they get a finisher Oh man! If you're a lower, so, if I, memory serves me correct, if you're like a lower-rated wrestler, you have sometimes two, maybe even three slots for the reversals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the alternative to that is you play with reversal limiter off. Mm. But this this led to a problem which I had, which was I was I remember I was playing not too long ago, and I was on like two K nineteen, and I remember I was just doing like universe mode. And I had, like, my creative wrestler who was, like, you know, whatever, fucking 90 rated or whatever, just because, like, <laughs> it'd be funny. And I remember I was facing against someone who was, like, 72 overall. And every mm. time I got a signature or a finisher, they reversed it. <laughs> and I was getting so angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. look at it this way. It could be worse. It could be TNA Impact's reversal system. Oh boy! <laughs> My favorite thing about that reversal system is you could be halfway through a moonsault and then you just take a bump like you were, like just got. Killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had some of the craziest physics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, indeed, indeed. Um, do you have any more red or uh, kind of like is uh, is two thousand seven like the one that really sticks out for you? It really sticks out to me because it's like it's because it's like it's straight after 2006 my favorite one mm. so you go into 2007 and it's just a radical and i do mean radical shit like the entire the Aye, entire, everything you everything you ever yeah. loved is gone <laughs> yeah everything not even that it's like every single bit of muscle memory you have gathered through years of playing is useless <laughs> and worse it never comes back, as far as I know. Yeah, it had terrible sweat physics as well on the models. Oh, the sweat physics was terrible. Oh, God, <laughs> you just reminded me. Oh, wow, that was so bad. Yeah, the one for sweat physics was Day of Reckoning. Absolutely. Mm. Which, again, needs to be put power. in the favourites, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, just, yeah, it just kind of like... 2007, kind of like, it has a moment for me of like... I like it's not even like it's it's it sticks out to me because it's not even nostalgia when I say it never gets that good ever again. <laughs> like it's like there might be like there might be like small ones where like it's good, there are bad ones that are terrible, but it just never ever gets that well designed ever again. After yeah. that it's over and that's why I think it really sticks out to me 2007 might not be the worst game out of all of them but it's like it's the meteorite that hits the dinosaurs like <laughs> it's over <laughs> and the rest of them is the shockwave i get it i get you nice mm. analogy there in nice analogy. thank you uh, i have a knack for those <laughs> <laughs> uh dan your least favorite wrestling games all right so this is gonna be an off-piece choice. Oh gosh! Mm -hmm. But when I when I said I was dropping a heater in the bottom of the ninth, I wasn't lying. What do you got? I so 
you know how the the symptom of media is that whenever anything becomes popular it immediately has to turn into a cash grab yes absolutely yeah so you know there's a really popular ip and so they're like what's popular at the time let's make something around it right everyone wants to copy everything else (laughs) now the worst offender at this as much goodwill as it had earned through the late 90s and early 2000s and it lost in the late 2000s was the simpsons and the the simpsons Simpsons made a wrestling game and it was called the simpsons wrestling and it's one of the most painful games i've ever had the experience of playing oh i completely forgot about simpsons wrestling you have like you have just like dan you just inside outed me a core memory (laughs) because i had this game as a kid because i was a because yeah. growing up with two brothers in the pr- who lived through the prime time of the Attitude Era, wrestling was a big thing in my house. <laughs> and let me just say, this game is just a, a, a disgusting cash grab. Can it's I, just okay. them. It's just them being like, "Hey, wrestling is popular. Let's make a game about." It. They had the Simpsons skateboarding that sucked too. <laughs> I have something to say. I have something to say, Daniel. Talk. <laughs> During the time that that game was released, The Simpsons was religion in my household. No, that's what I mean. Like every, it was, it no, was, yeah, it was the every, most popular animated every, series of all time. Every single episode was a must-see. Watch with my father <laughs> every day, every time he came, and I got that damn game i borrowed it from lucian's library's video game section it had a video game section which what oh, made yeah, it no. great let, 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 let's throw this out for people here for the people that might not be who are listening and might not be young enough and steve can back us up on this <laughs> the concept of the video rental store with the game section yes and the, like the library very specifically one yes. of the few libraries that i ever went to which that actually had a video you could borrow, like PlayStation One games. Yeah. Sorry, this is just a random aside here. Can people remember the names of their local video store? Oh God. Because I was, still can. <laughs> my my one. It wasn't like it wasn't local, but it was the one I always went to. It was the West Hampstead Blockbuster. That was my one. <laughs> my, Are you a Blockbuster? Mine yeah, was, was a Apollo Video Rentals on the on the High Street, yeah. and it was an independent. Let's go pop. Apollo Video. They used to be <laughs> yeah. in my no. town as well. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, but because no, but because like Lucian Library. Shout out to Lucian Library. Shout out Brat Brat because they had <laughs> books, they had comics, and they had a really good like movie and video game section it is a great damn library yeah, shout they had, out to they it. had they had video they had vhs's in my local yeah, library as well they had it all but i but to move it back onto this game this damned sorry game. no just just first steve yo i can't remember to be fair i've not lived in the uk now for like about 15 years or so so because in the last sort of decade to remember after my time in the uk oh no that's fair enough that's fair enough but like i tried so hard i tried to force 
myself to like this damn game Same. because it was the simpsons and i loved the simpsons i tried to force this game to work and it is broken from top to bottom oh. And can I just say, for the record, before... I'm going to let you finish. I'll let yeah. you finish. But I just have to say this. I need to get this off of my chest. Fuck Ned Flanders in that game. Yo, so this was going to be my thing, right? Ned Flanders was like prime Okada. Oh! He was, like, my... o he was like Okada mixed with Misawa. All my <laughs> homies thinking. hate Ned Flanders in that game. I'm telling you, you wouldn't think it. The man was like an auto turret. <laughs> lightning bolt would just hit you everywhere on that map. What a broken piece of shit game. <laughs> God damn it to hell. Steve, do you have any experience with the Simpsons <laughs> wrestling by any chance? Uh, no, unfortunately, my, my experience with The Simpsons and gaming was Road Rage, thankfully, and I thought that was a much better one. <laughs> that is a much better yeah. game. <laughs> that is a much better game and hit and run. And The, the Simpsons game was actually good. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah. that wasn't a bad game. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't bad. Um, but no, like, this game was just broken from top to bottom. Um, it was just the most egregious cash grab. Um, nothing ever worked. Uh, half the time, I'm pretty sure the game just froze itself out of pure pain that it knew someone was playing and was trying to stop them from it. Yes. It was a game of um, pure spite. And yeah, basically, it was just absurdly difficult because, A, the controls were awful. Um, it kind of had, like, uh, I guess the best way to explain it is almost like, um, I, I guess, Tekken controls in the sense of, like, you could move in 3D space. <laughs> but, like, you basically move with tank controls. I remember you moon jumping to ridiculous heights in that oh, game. Oh, yeah, you could right. jump stupidly high, but also the problem that I had is you never had any depth perception. Yes. You could never tell if anyone was close to you. <laughs> um, as far as I know, I don't ever remember finishers being a thing, probably because I could never execute them. No. Power-ups, yeah, power-ups, yes. Finishers, um, no. <laughs> and just it being broken and it being like, okay, Bumblebee Man was like... Right was like was like right was like reign of er reign of terror triple h and then you got through and faced ned flanders and it was like okay you faced you've come to face literal god yeah it is just suffer <laughs> and here was me where i was playing it at that time thinking that groundskeeper willie was the most op character so thinking no. getting through this thinking willie was great using it and then you get to there and it was like Thank God for cheat codes that unlocked everything, because then I got to realise just how little of what, of what there was in that game when you unlocked everything. Pretty just... much. Yeah, basically, <laughs> egregious cash grabbing. Don't do it. Don't do it, folks. And yeah, here's to say, if anyone here as well is listening to this and has never played Simpsons Skateboarding, don't put yourself through it. No, really, really don't. Really that, don't. That bad? There's a, there's a reason that, like, there's a reason why when people make cash grab skateboarding games they just copy tony hawk because it works <laughs> the simpsons skateboarding is one of the worst gaming control systems i think i've ever known <laughs> all except for that weird skateboarding mini game in the original version of metal gear solid 2 but i digress I'm, no i'm willing to let that pass <laughs> But I, digress. <laughs> but I digress oh man i'm gonna come up with two games that i really have I, i've had a problem with 
uh, when oh, I played yeah. them because I was I was I, I I was not surprised by one but thoroughly disappointed with the other. So of course, if we talk about least favorite, we got to talk about backyard wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. those games! Oh, absolutely! Oh, 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 both of them actually. Uh, don't try this at home. And and uh, and uh, there goes the neighborhood. It are two really really weird games because the first one was like a 3d kind of fighter that was almost taking elements not from not just from tekken but i feel from soul caliber as well as a little bit of killer instinct but it just didn't work like Mm. i wonder why (laughs) (laughs) and it had some of the most outrageous kind of silliness that things that really shouldn't have been that have should have swayed or should have been acceptable in two even in 2003 that they were getting away with in those games but believe it or not uh with the second one they decided to bring in like licensed guys so you had uh i think it was the uh insane clown posse was in it oh it also let's in the first go one. oh no you always had the sandman and new jack in that game <laughs> It had New Jack? It had New Jack that you could actually kill people with a chainsaw in that game in the second one. (laughs) Because, of course, there was only one step up uh, from New Jack and that was using a chainsaw. (laughs) It had the sad man. It was Sonjay Dutt's very first appearance in a video game was Backyard Wrestling 2. Ruckus was in this game as well, as well as (laughs) M-Dog20. I can't believe they put my boy Ruckus through that. <laughs> and of course, Major Guns herself, Tylene Buck, was in both games. Just, oh, just. I, ugh. I try to take a moment to say, dude, Ruckus was so good. <laughs> Ruckus was, he was an amazing wrestler, as Ruckus. Very underrated, but God, did that not? Did he not deserve uh, Backyard Wrestling too? I tell you, who did deserve Backyard Wrestling too? Though was the man, the myth. The Jesus himself, Zandig. Just fucking John Zandig. <laughs> Just a, a crazy over-the-top game that really wasn't like wrestling, except for the second one, which kind of was trying to be like a SmackDown, but again, was kind of bogged down by the fact that it was from backyard wrestling. Going from that to that wasn't great. Weirdly enough, the same development team for both of those games would go on to develop TNA Impact. So... Make of that what you will. <laughs> okay, the second one, the one I had the biggest disappointment with was Showdown Legends of Wrestling, the third in the <laughs> Legends of Wrestling uh, series. And indeed, oh, the final game from Acclaim Entertainment. I was, like, the hype for this game was actually quite a lot and the presentation for it was massive. This was going to be one of their most stacked rosters because you had, you know, Hogan, Warrior, Sting, Luger, DDP. You had uh, Andre. You had every legend you could possibly think of in the 80s and 90s were there. Was the Iron Sheik in the game? The Sheik and the Iron Sheik were in the game, as well as Sabu. Okay, I might have to find this now. As well as Sabu, Terry Funk, Dory Funk to everything anyone in that golden era that you could think of was in that game it's just a shame with all the great presentation that it had with it all of the arenas you could pick from Wembley Stadium to Madison Square Garden the Cow Palace the Mid-South Coliseum all of that you had the entrances and once everything you got into the game it's just a shame it was an absolute broken glitchy mess of a game 
And sometimes you would hit a button, nothing would happen, you would move, and then five seconds later, the animation would actually play and it would zip you back into the ring. <laughs> right, in the sense of the ring. So basically, that. this was WWE 2K20 before 2K20. Yes. They were ahead of their time. They were, acclaim were really ahead of their time. It's, oh, and the creation And here I thought releasing broken games was a modern thing. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's not. No, it is not. And the Lord, biggest shame of this one, right, with all of that, they had a great little storyline segment where you would play through, you know, great moments in history. They had one where you would actually play as Andy Kaufman going up against Jerry Lawler. Funnily enough, Andy Kaufman was in this game of Legends of Wrestling. Why would they want to remind people of that? <laughs> because it's a part of, like, guess it is unfortunately folklore. a part of history, just <laughs> like various genocides are a part oh, of gosh. history. Oh, God dang it. Oh, that's where you went. That's where I went. Yep, that's, that's where, where I went. You... I thought you were just going to say, like, the guest host era of Raw. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not where I'm going with this. Yeah. But, um, no, I think the biggest shame and the shock of it is when you realise that Acclaim was still using the same engine that they had been using since WWF Warzone. And this game came out in 2004. Yeah, now that's what I call a mistake. <laughs> Again, this will this will show my age as well. I remember this game being massively hyped by the Wrestling Channel of all places as well. Like oh, along wow. after you would watch, you know, CZW, and then you'd go on to watch FWA during the ad breaks for FWA. They would hype the heck out with this game. They had competitions for this game to win a copy of Legends of Wrestling for GameCube or PS2. I, I, all I could say is I feel I sorry bought, for anyone who won that competition I, I bought into the hype and I got that day of release and I'm, I, I went to my local ad store and I said to my dad I've got the money for it I'm going to go buy that game thinking I'd get something quite different to you know to shut your mouth or here comes the pain boy have I never been more disappointed in my life but when I put that on, I played as DDP versus Sting, and then the first thing Sting did was glitch out, and then suddenly they'd be into a backdrop suplex ten seconds later. At least you got something different to him, though. <laughs> <That is> yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, like, you can't deny it's different. Yeah, that is true. It's not, not your usual wrestling game, and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just thoroughly disappointed. Ayo, that is one way to end it on that one. But then I want to bring up a couple of more ones. Do you remember WCW Nitro and Thunder that was released by THQ? Uh, the ones where they had the menu. When they, when you went to the character select, they had videos of you, of the wrestlers trying to hype you up to pick them to be in the match. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember. Those ones are interesting. I love the Kevin Nash video packages that they had. The, particularly the one with WCW Thunder, where he would go, D no, don't pick me. You don't need to pick me. I don't want you to pick me. Go on, just move along. And then they had Roddy Piper going, pick me. I heard Nash earlier. He said you don't want to pick him. Pick me then. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird time. And it was made by a company called Inland Productions, who are very famous for doing fishing simulators up to that point. Well, I mean, come on. Fishing simulator wrestling game, they're basically the same. 
<laughs> and before we before we move on, quick um, call out to any any listener who plays those fishing games. Please, please tweet at us and tell them what they're like. <laughs> tell us what they're like. Are you I telling me no you've idea. never played Euro Fishing 2019? I can tell you, I have never had the pleasure. Have you ever? You've never played Sega uh, Bass Masters. I have never played that game. <laughs> that came with the, right, came with the Dreamcast the fishing together, rod. I'm making you play fucking Eurofishing 2019. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that's our next challenge game. <laughs> yes, that's got to be all. That's got to be all. My Weighing it down. Has <laughs> it got an online mode? <laughs> oh god! Could you mm. imagine an online, Hope so. an online, an online <laughs> battle mode where one plays the fish and you're the fisherman trying fishing to catch battle him? I would play the living shit out of that game. Oh Not wait, no, Reardon, have you seen that game where you play as a shark? Yes, I haven't played it yet. I want to play it. <laughs> Get it. It looks great. It's, fantastic. it's, it's, it's it hilarious. Great. All oh, right, maybe. sticking with WCW, I want to bring <clears> another mention to the least favourites with WCW Mayhem from 1999 uh developed by ea believe it or not this wasn't developed by ea sports which you would think if you were gonna if ea bought that's uh, weird as hell from wcw you'd think they put it under uh, ea sports but nope this was like ea i believe it might have been ea vancouver who developed this game um all intents and purposes, like from the from the offset, like all right, great, you've got WCW. They're not in their they're not in the greatest position they're in, but they do have a very stacked roster. And you've got EA, one of the biggest game companies at that time, well, still are to this day. You think that'd be a great marriage of the two, you know, way to kind of beat WWF at their game with what they were bringing out with WrestleMania 2000 and then No Mercy and the SmackDown games. It's just a shame with all the great presentation it has, the great commentary it has from Tony Schiavone and uh, Bobby Heenan, uh, and with the kind of really good models of the wrestlers they had, it's just a shame that it falls apart in the gameplay because everyone kind of has the same moves and uh, percentage percentage on WCW was running out of money and couldn't afford to pay anymore. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Uh, but yeah, it just falls apart as soon as you play it. Like you have like all of the cruiserweights. You have all of the offshoots of the NWO. You have you know DDP. You have secret characters. Funny enough, fun fact: you could play as Mean Gene Oakland. He would introduce himself in the announcement as coming down the aisle me and his finishing move was the shooting star press <laughs> i mean naturally because <laughs> it's me gene of course it is <laughs> um but there was a great backstage segment a lot of people applauded the fact that you could actually run up the uh, up the ramp go backstage and have like a, a brawl in the backstage area so much so that people applauded that that a year later wcw would come out with wcw backstage assault could still considered the worst game one of the worst wrestling games ever made and of course you know vince russo was playable so of course it was going to be one of the worst wrestling games ever made (laughs) (laughs) okay we all we all secretly love vince russo here clearly (laughs) right right guys like we're all good here uh, yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> okay, but like, um, I know that we're going through this. I do just want to give a shout out to. It's not technically a wrestling game, which is why I didn't include it. But can we give a mention to WWF Crush Hour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carmageddon for wrestlers. This this is oh, a weird God. time for I twisted metal, but with wrestlers. It's one of the most confusing games. I've never understood its creation. 
<laughs> I've tried to look into why it was made and found nothing. I love the storyline to Crush. If you've ever played what, it, Vince owns every single company. Yeah, basically, he's his his absolute. This is just Vince's self insert fanfic. Yeah, it was going to start with the XFL, and then suddenly he was going to just take over every facet of television. <laughs> And so we live in the dystopia where every time we turn a TV on, we just see Vince's grinning face. Or you remember that gif of, ah! Vince's, of Vince's laughing and he's completely red faced. That's the image we get every time we turn the TV on. Nah. Before we, before we end this, I have to do one very quick shout out. Shout out to the greatest wrestling video game character of all time. Oh, King. hell yeah! I mean, I'm yeah, glad you said. We, I mean, we 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 we've said we want to do something about the crossover of like actual fighting games and wrestling. Yeah, but I'm just gonna put my stake my claim out right now. Shout out to my boy, the greatest Dude, well, up of and, all time. Up, and, to, up until like, uh, God, like 2012, there was like no wrestling representation in fighting games, really. Yeah, you had Zangief, King. That was probably yeah. The you had term. Zangief, um, yeah. but like up until they introduced that character that was someone else in a disguise. I can't <laughs> remember who it was. Um, but yeah, no, surprisingly little. But dude, playing as King and getting to pop out a Hurricane Rana on like Jin was like hype as hell. <laughs> Fun fact uh, that everyone knows and uh, about King was he was uh, his move set was actually mo capped by Minoru Suzuki. Believe it or not, who else would you pick? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying man in leopard mask or terrifying man? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a way to end that! That concludes this episode. All about the golden age of fight of sorry i was about to say fighting games of pro wrestling games uh from 95 to 05 thoughts and feelings on this one it's been a nice little nostalgia trip for me of remembering the fun i had and well the not so much fun i had with games all this is said i really do want a good wrestling game to come out soon that's That's, yeah that is a question it's like what do you see i mean we're now back i see we're now in a kind of interesting period that was very prevalent in the ps2 era where there are a lot of companies bringing out a lot of uh, wrestling games whereas kind of like up until i would say about 2018 there was only one uh, person in town and it was wwe but now with aew with retromania wrestling uh, the wrestling code coming out it's actually a really exciting time for wrestling games again i'm i don't know about you guys but i'm very excited to see where these games uh end up especially with the wrestling code yeah absolutely i i feel that also i mean especially now with the fact we've got new platforms as well coming out i mean i'm not upgraded to any of those yet but with the idea of the ps5 and obviously the latest xbox and stuff hopefully we're going to get new engines and it's going to you know we're going to get some of the best gameplay that we've had in years hopefully and uh if you look back to some of the things we're discussing if wwe can go back to the things that we loved from the old wrestling games from say 15 years or so ago then maybe we get a chance of actually getting a great wwe game again but one thing's for sure uh, i'm confident aew are going to pull this one out of the bag they seem to know what wrestling fans want uh so i've got high hopes for when their game comes out yeah uh, yeah no abs- absolutely and I, I think it's one of those situations that um 
you know, I, I a lot of people have lots of different ways, like competition breeds excellence. Mm. Yes. Because they actually have competition now, it's actually going to drive them to do better. Because let's be honest, like we said, from for years, there's been no opposition to WWE in the market aside from small indie developers. Um, so AEW bringing out their own game is huge. Um, you know, even even things like the growth in Fire Pro, mm. um, which has taken off massively in recent years, especially with the addition of their creator move function. Yes. Uh, which has become massive. Um, I think the fact that that game ended up on on Steam as uh, it was 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 a was a smart move on on Spike to put that game. Oh on Steam. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, things like that and the attention that uh, Retromania Wrestling Code have been getting have been fantastic. Uh. Um, and you know, people seeing it as a you know a viable market. Like I said I'm excited for AEW. The kind of ideas they're talking about. Um, and what they want to bring to it, and you know, it said it said they're going for that no mercy feel, which I think a lot of people have been missing. Indeed, oh, yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, that is one way to uh, to end it off, and that is a way to end this episode. Um, yeah, before before we head off and say goodbye, Steve, just want to say thank you so much again for joining us. Massively appreciated. We enjoyed having your t- uh, having your time here. It's been so much fun. Uh, thank you for having us on. It's been great to be here. Great to chat pro wrestling and video games. Go, you know, back to yesterday talking and that. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you for having me on the show. No, you're yeah, absolutely welcome. No, no, no problem at all. Okay, next week's episode. We're still in collaboration month and our next one is a biggie. We're doing another profile episode and we're going to talk about, well, Y2J, Lionheart, Les Champions. A little bit of the bubble air. Yes, we're talking about Chris Jericho. All things going through his career, some of our favourite moments, and kind of just the legacy he's left on the pro wrestling world over the past, well, since he debuted, I think, in 1991. So he's been going for an really, I think, over 30, yeah, over 30 years now, isn't it? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. He's been going a long old time as Chris Jericho. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We will. Uh, should we? Should we announce who is going to be joining us on this one, Dan? Or shall we? Should we leave it? For, yeah, for no, we're we're here. We're, we're we're officially in collaboration month now. I wish um, I could come up with a snappier like alliterative <laughs> title, but I couldn't. So yeah, we're going to be joined by Armchair Wrestling for this one. Uh, it's going to be an absolutely awesome one. I'm going to have to go down and read every single book again of Jericho's <laughs> but uh, until then I have been Sam this has been Dan Reardon and Steve from SCW and we will see you on the next one bye bye juice make sugar <laughs> <laughs>